0: Podcast Answer Man, episode number 155. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and I have yet another full lineup of topics to cover today. I'm going to share with you a new software that I'm using to outline all of my podcast episodes. I'm going to share some feedback I got about a degradable HTML5 audio and video player for your WordPress. I uh, got a call from Ron. Andrew's got two questions. Uh, one of those questions has to do with uh, the automatic email subscription thing on FeedBurner. My thoughts on that. He wants to know. Uh, and also is there a WordPress plugin that's going to allow you to combine some comments from multiple sites? Tony wants to know when, when should we start our next shows? He's already got one going with his wife and now they want to start a second and a third. And of course I'll mention a little bit about a blog post I just recently put on my site about creating your own eBooks and how easy that is and why you might want to think about it. Well, my friends, I Just gave you the rundown of what's going to be in the show. If that sounds interesting, then stay tuned. If it doesn't, well, maybe tune in next week. See if I say say anything that might float your boat then. Uh, I love the podcast, Answer Man. I, I love coming here. I love sharing my heart, sharing what's on my mind in the world of podcasting. You guys know that this is a passion of mine. And and I just love sharing it with so many awesome people that that are in this community. And I, I've I just I just want to say I've been blessed by many of your emails uh, recently. And and just I just thank you for your words of encouragement of how this show is uh, so meaningful to you. It, you know, uh, th- I don't have to say this. Too much because I know my audience here. You know, some of the other shows uh, people will write in occasionally and, and say how much they're blessed by the content. And we have to communicate to those listeners just how valuable it is to get that. But you guys know, you're podcasters. You know what it means. You know how much uh, fuel for the fire that it gives a podcaster to get words of encouragement and praise for the the content that that you work so hard for. And so I just want to say for all of you who have taken the time to, to send me just an email this past couple of weeks, I just want to say thank you. Uh, it's some amazing words on on. Uh, Of appreciation on Twitter as well. I I just, gosh, I'm so blessed. I am blessed indeed. But um, let's get right into the content here. I'm going to start things off not with the call today, but I'm going to start off with something that I'm extremely passionate about. Obviously, uh, you'll eventually get tired, sick, and tired of me talking about my iPad. Uh, And if that's the case, then I'm sorry in advance, but I'm still going to talk about it because I love it. And I found a piece of software that I absolutely love. I mean, it is. I don't think that that's actually supposed to be broken down like that. Absolutely. Anyway, I love it. It's called Outliner. If you just go into the iTunes store and just search for the word Outliner, uh, you'll see that there is an iPad version. There's a there's an iPhone version. Uh, Unfortunately, if you want to buy it, it's one of those apps where you'd have to if you own both an iPhone and an iPad, you'd have to buy it twice. Uh, a lot of people complain about that kind of stuff, um, you know, since the there is the functionality and the ability for a software developer to just make... Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, Vicky, I apologize. It's for the iPod, too. Uh, the iPhone version will work for the iPod. I, I sometimes forget that those exist, and it's not because you're less of a person. It's just I forget. I apologize. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's great for the people with the iPod as well. Uh, but yeah, the thing is, though, is this software... Um, and the, and the people that, by the way, I'm just going to go on a little thing here about paying for paying for people's work. Um, I, I heard a lot of people complain because there's the functionality. There are some applications out there that have taken advantage of the fact that you don't have to charge somebody for another application. If they've already bought your application as an iPhone or iPod touch app, um, there's the ability as a, as a developer to make an iPad version that looks and functions completely different than the iPod version or iPod uh, iPhone version, uh, but yet it's all in one file, one application. They only have to buy it once. And for people who um, have purchased it, they automatically just get the new iPad functionality. And there are a lot of applications out there that have taken advantage of the ability to do that without charging anything additional. Uh, and that's totally cool. That That's their prerogative. But what, what concerns me, is the, are the number of people who are really upset about the developers who choose to charge additional money for an iPad version of their software. Um, you know, the thing is, is I will tell you that the, there are several applications that are, are now optimized for the iPad, uh, that I enjoyed those applications. Okay. Uh, for the, uh, for the iPhone, yeah, I got some good use out of it, but man, the newly designed, newly told outlook and an outlay and, and layout, I should say, of the iPad version, it just makes this thing so darn amazing. Whether it be uh, words with friends, which is a little Scrabble game, you know, I I paid for it, you know, and I, twice, it it didn't bother me. Um, the, and, and so this application that I'm talking about this outliner, it's $4 and 99 cents. Um, to be honest with you, I, I bought it twice. I didn't need it for the iPhone, but I would like to be able to have the ability to sync and have the, the, the stuff on my iPhone in the event that my iPad doesn't go with me, which I, I suppose there might be an occasion where the, where the uh, iPad stays behind. But this but this application outliner, it's four dollars and ninety nine cents. OK, so so what's the difference in, in my mind for for somebody? You know, it's, it's like, OK, well, I would pay nine ninety nine for this app. I wouldn't pay dollars 9.99 for this app if I didn't have an iPad. I would never have bought that much, paid that much for an iPhone or iPod uh, version. I would have maybe paid 4.99, but the thing is, is the format on the little tiny phone on the that little tiny iPhone, it, it it wouldn't make sense for me to use it the way that I'm using it. But man, on the iPad, this thing's amazing. And so, so for me, I'd pay, I'd pay ten bucks easy. I don't mind. I don't mind paying for good software, and and this is this. I don't mind paying people for for their intellectual work, and 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 this is you know this is the trend today. The the people think I just want everything for free. I just want everything for free, and you know the problem with everything for free is that the people who create this stuff, if they continue to give it away for free, they're eventually not going to be able to have time. To keep this stuff working properly, they're not going to be able to keep up with the new operating system upgrades. They're not going to be able to to um, uh, develop new features and add on new functionality when when new abilities come their way. Why? Because they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have too many hours flipping burgers at Burger King or McDonald's or where I mean delivering pizzas. they they're they're gonna have to spend so much time. Elsewhere, trying to earn money, and it's going to pull them away from this this awesome product that we want to buy, and uh, so it it's just you know yeah, I have no problem for somebody who who has a great idea, a great service, a great application to pay for it, and um, you know so so yeah, I'm totally cool with it. So here's the deal: I like Outliner so much that I am now using this application to outline all of my shows in fact you're going to if you listen to not just podcast well first of all podcast answer man is going to benefit greatly because of this thing um but if you listen to many of our other shows all of our shows are going to benefit from the use of outliner uh it is it it is such a an easy and intuitive piece of software let me explain to you what it does It basically, if I let's just put it this way, let's just say I wanted to make a list of future topics that I'm going to bring up in podcast answer man number one fifty five. Well, I could pull up, let's just say the notes application or I could just pick up a piece of paper or I could just go to Google Docs all of which are things that I've done in the past. And I just make lists of topics. I just say, hey, I'm going to talk about this. Hey, I'm going to talk about this. But the problem became, well, okay, now in the notepad feature, I want to actually put the URL. It's like, okay, well, I want to format that over. And on the iPad, it was very difficult for me because I'd have to actually space. It's like, okay, I want to space this five times, put a dash, and then I'll put the URL so that I can actually logically just be able to view it and see, okay, This is this is a subject that I'm covering and this is a little sub this is a little sub piece of information down here and this and this this is a subtopic of that and this is a subtopic of that and to actually do that without real formatting ability is a pain in the rear end. So it was kind of okay for me to do that in Google Docs, but even in Google Docs, I found myself, sometimes I would say, okay, I want to format over, but then I I enter down, and the little bullet points uh, disappear unless I go up and hit enter and enter, and then it, it was just, it's all messed up, and it's not easy. But here is, here's what's nice. This outliner application does all these bullet points. It gives you the ability to uh, make your subjects or your 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 points uh, that you have written down gives you the ability to make them just, you know, bullet points, meaning that they're just information Um, or you can actually make them a task. And if you make it a task, it gives you a little checkbox. And I love the little checkbox Because the checkbox allows me to say, okay, here's the topics that I'm covering today. Which, by the way, I'm looking at Outliner for the iPad. So I'm just going to tap right now the little box next to Outliner for the iPad, which tells me that I have just covered that topic. So now I'm going to move on. You know, Next, I'll move on to the next um, item on the list. Now, the other thing that it gives me the ability to do very easily is it makes all the sub points collapsible. So if I want to, I can actually say, okay, here's the, here's the four main topics I'm covering today or five main topics I'm covering today. And all I see is, are those, but I have the ability to, if you can imagine with your mind here, I can actually click a little, a little arrow and I can uh, drill down into further points. And it's just, it's just wonderful. And if it was just that, I would say, okay, Cliff, you're making too big a deal out of this. But here's the thing. There is an online component to this as well. And the online version of this is not available unless you have the actual application version. But if you have the app, if you buy the application, you can then go into the web and there's a web web version of this where you can add outlines, copy, you know, you can manipulate data back and forth and all this other stuff and it syncs. Beautifully with the iPad. I mean, it is really nice. The only thing that I, I have actually sent an email to the feedback, whatever uh, feedback address they have for Outliner for the developer. And I'm going to see if I can, number one, interview him. And number two, I want to see if I can encourage him to really pursue this thing because um, one of the things I would like to see is persistent. Uh, Syncing with the web. I would love to see some persistence there so that as soon as I make a change, it's immediately it's immediately synced to the server versus me having to actually go in and tell it to sync, which still that functionality works great. Here's the here's the deal, though is I've created a quote unquote outline for each show. And inside that, each of those outlines have an out has a sub or a main category uh, for each episode. And inside that category has subpoints points uh, for each of the topics. And each of those topics have sub points for various things I want to say about those topics. It just really works. and And I know it's hard for me to communicate that. But but for as a podcaster, especially a person who has multiple podcasts, this is huge for me. And I love the fact that I can add new ideas on the go, either from my iPhone, either from my iPad, or if I'm next to the computer and I want to be really fast and I can just copy and paste, I can do that right inside of the web client. That's awesome. But here's the best thing is you can actually take anybody else who has the Outliner software, you can share your Outline with some another Outliner user. So basically, I for my co-hosts, instead of using Google Docs, I'm trying to see if I can get all of my co-hosts to transfer over to outliner so that we can just have, I mean, it's already formatted and and when we hit record, I already know what episode number it is. I already know what the title is. I already know the main categories, all this, uh, all the show notes are going to already have uh, links to everything. It's all beautifully formatted already. And, and here's another thing. Not only can I share that and sync it between them, they add some notes it's boom, it's automatically updated. Um, But here's the deal is, is I have the ability to actually save a text file, which even in text form actually does a really good job of formatting the, the actual text document. So then I can actually just take the episode that I just did, highlight it all, copy it, send it over in an email to my assistant, and then she can paste all of that information into the show notes of my shows. So it is really, really cool. Anyway, so that's outliner for the iPad and I love Daniel's in the chat room. He says, no way you can save that as a text file. Whoa, it's too funny. Yeah, I know I'm making a big deal of it, but it, it, for me, this is a big deal. Um, as a podcaster, I have always tried to find the best way to number one, keep, you know, how do, how do I keep track of what it is I want to share in shows? And if it's not I, I can I say the word pretty if it doesn't look nice then I don't like it um, I've been involved in some Google Docs with some friends and co-hosts and those Google Docs get they, they the formatting gets a little ugly it gets a little chaotic and I'll be honest with you once a Google Doc gets chaotic and it doesn't look nice I just don't want to open it and I know that sounds crazy but that's how I am. And so I like things that, that provide structure and uniformity. And, and so when I find an application that does that well, um, you know, I I love it and I have fallen in love with this application. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Anyway, and, and so much so that um, I think Andy's already bought it, uh, co-host for Business Tech Weekly. I purchased a copy. I, I gave uh, the app as a gift to Eric Fisher, and I'm eventually going to share that with some other folks just so that we can uh, collaborate using this software. Anyway, um, have you guys heard about the degradable HTML5 audio and video in for WordPress? Well, I hadn't until this week, uh, and I got two calls. So I'm going to actually play both of the calls, and then I'll give you some feedback from me on what I think about them.
1: Hey, Cliff, John Wilkerson here, host of the Jesus Geek podcast. And you mentioned in your last podcast, Answer Man, that you were interested in finding out how you could integrate HTML5 into a player for your audio files. Well, I found a plugin over on the WordPress uh, website. It's called Degradable HTML5 Audio and Video. If you just do a search for HTML5, you'll find it. I've also provided a link in the show notes. Or in the show notes. <laughs> See, I think podcast too much. Uh, in the email that I'm sending you to this in, uh, it it will gr- degrade to Flash. If HTML5 is not supported by the browser, it looks pretty easy to use. The only thing I don't see here is how nicely it plays with other plugins. So if you're using a PodPress or a PowerPress or something like that, it's unclear to me whether or not you can have both plugins running at the same time and whether or not it will show you know, two players in the browser um, and how all that will work so you know if you're using a stats program that you know you have to have the um have a uh, stats tracker connected with the file I don't know how well this will work with that so uh, I know you don't like plugins but this is what we have there's some talk on WordPress about creating an HTML5 standard theme um and some people are trying to do that. So we'll see how it goes. Maybe once a HTML5 theme comes out, plugins won't even be necessary anymore. Well, That's what I got for you. Thanks for everything that you're doing. Thanks for all the free advice to us, podcasters. We really appreciate it. And keep doing what you're doing, and God bless.
0: Bye. All right, John. Thank you very much for calling in, and I'm going to withhold any uh, thoughts on the actual plugin itself until after I play Will Brown's thing. I do want to just point out one thing. Um, this is a, I think this is a common misconception among a lot of my audience, and and I guess maybe I need to communicate this a lot better. But I do not hate plugins. I actually one of the, one of the reasons I like WordPress so much are the plugins. I think the plugins. Are one of the things that really make WordPress so darn amazing. However, I don't like plugins that combine multiple multiple pieces of functionality all combined into one. So I don't want to. What I don't like are plugins that would actually do X, Y, and Z. I would rather have three pr- plugins, one that does X extremely well, one that does Y extremely well, and one that does Z extremely well because there's nothing worse than upgrading to the latest wor- version of WordPress and all of a sudden X, Y, and Z are broken. I would much wa- rather have Y broken and still have X and Z functioning completely Wonderfully, no problems at all, and then all I need to do is go and repl- find a replacement or find some other workaround for why. So, just clear to clarify for everyone, I do not hate plugins. I just hate plugins that try to do everything. So, um, but anyway, I'm going to go ahead and play uh, another person that had called in some feedback about this HTML5 degradable audio and video plugin for WordPress. And this comes from Will Brown.
2: Hi Cliff, this is Will Brown from Washington DC and the uh, Art Poetry Podcast. Um, I'm calling in for the podcast Answer Man. Uh, on your recent episode, you talked about how um, you want to get your sites uh, basically viewable and playable on the iPad, uh, basically using HTML5. And um, I came across a plugin called uh, Degradable HTML5 Audio and Video, uh, version 1.81 is the current version. Um, and it, it is, looks to be a flash, I mean a HTML player that has basically fall back to Flash for those browsers who don't support it. For instance, Firefox um, does not, with HTML5, does not support playing of MP3 files. Um, they're specifically basically AUG Vorbis files um, for some reason. Uh, maybe it's because it's an open source uh, type product potentially. Um, but anyway, um, it looks like that could possibly be a trick. I haven't actually installed it or tried it out myself yet. Um, it's got a four out of five rating, review ratings on, uh, over on the, uh, plugin page. So that's degradable HTML5 audio and video, the plugin over on wordpress.org. Um, and I got to give thanks to Ben Straw over in the podcasters Yahoo group who, uh, uh, mentioned it's something that he's he's trying out. So uh, thanks for all you're doing, Cliff, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Okay, God this.
0: All right, Will and John, both of you, thank you for calling in. I had at, I put out the call to you guys to ask if there was any solutions out there for putting HTML5, uh, you know, players onto our website so that we can you know we can just be compliant. And I did check out this degradable plugin. I installed it on my one of my test uh, sites for WordPress, and I'll tell you, it does. It's not ready for prime time, um, as you mentioned. It you know MP3 files for some reason will not play via the um, will not play via Firefox. Uh, so it does automatically degrade down into. Um, the flash version there, which by the way, when it degrades down, it works perfect. Um, now, as far as okay, that, well, that would be no big deal. So if it if the browser is not compatible, then then it just works back to the way it what would have been anyway. Well, here's the situation: is um, I tried to pull it up on the iPad, and it pulled up a pretty decent. I mean, it wasn't a great looking player but it pulled up a pretty decent looking player that was embedded inside the show notes of the particular S episode that I was playing around with. However, however, it did not play the audio file uh, on my iPad. It just, it's just said it could not play the audio file. Uh, And I don't know if it's because it was an MP3 file and not an aug vorbis, So, you know, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm sure eventually this is all going to get worked out. Um, You know, gosh, I remember how hard it was back in 2005 and early 2006 to find a flash player that we could use for our sites. And today there's there's not just the audio player plugin, but man, there's so much out there for that. So I think eventually the HTML5 stuff is going to come around and I'm looking forward to that day. But if anybody's out there, if, if you want to, you can go uh, and grab the degradable HTML5 audio and video plugin for um, for your site and play with it. Do me a favor. If you get it working, will you email me a link and let me know? Over at feedback at gspn.tv. Again, that's feedback at gspn.tv. Email me a link. I'd love to pull it up on my iPad, see how it works, and also then test it out on several different browsers on my computer, and and just kind of see how things are working. So if you if you do try out the degradable HTML5 plugin please let me know your results. Anyway, again, thank you, Will. Thank you, John. And we're going to move on next to a phone call that I got from Ron. And this is what Ron has to say.
3: Hey, Cliff, this is Ron Manske calling you from Fort Collins, Colorado, a.k.a. member number 362 of PLUS membership. And I just wanted to call and say I was thrilled to sign up today for PLUS membership and thank you for all the great content you put out. Uh, it just seemed like a great thing to do to support you and Stephanie in that. So just once again, thanks for all the great content you keep putting out, keep doing it and, uh, look forward to hearing more. Thanks. Bye.
0: All right, Ron, thank you very much for your, um, call and your words of encouragement. And also thank you for, uh, becoming plus member episode number, episode number plus Member number. Uh, what is it? Uh, 362. Uh, we're currently up to uh, 369 plus members now, and I'd like to just take a moment. I, you know, I don't talk about plus membership a lot here in Podcast Answer Man because I usually try to promote, my, you know, it, it, a lot of my consulting services and coaching th- and, and stuff of that nature, and, and rightfully so. This is the podcast to do that. But, you know, I really don't mention a whole lot about plus membership here. Uh, just It just occasionally gets brought up. And, and, you know, for those that don't know this, uh, and, and I recognize there are relatively, uh, good number of brand new subscribers to podcast answer, man. What plus membership is, is where it's my premium membership model for my content. And of course, podcast answer, man, you get every single episode every single week for free. I've, I've not charged for it. And you know, it, it goes all the way back to the beginning of the archives, I do encourage you, if you're a new listener, listen to it from the newest episodes backwards so that you'll know when I contradict some old stuff where I made lots of mistakes. Of course, that's the value in hiring me as a consultant so that you can learn from all the mistakes I've already made for you. And I'm making new mistakes every single week in podcasting just for you guys. I'm, I do it for you. So when you get mad and you're upset about something I do wrong, just know I do it for you. Uh, anyway, um, but plus membership, every episode of Podcast Answer Man is available for free. But what I do is I this isn't the only podcast that I produce. I produce a total. I, I've actually launched more than 20. I think I'm up to 24 or 25 podcasts uh, that I've produced over the last four or five years. And actively, I produce about 10 uh, podcasts on a weekly basis. And these shows, what I do is I give you a minimum, a minimum of one episode every single month. And that, that, those are the free feeds each one of those shows have their own free RSS feed where you get a minimum of one episode a month. Sometimes I give you two, sometimes I give you three. And there have been times where I've been known to give you every episode of even a podcast that's a premium podcast. Every episode for an entire month has been free. I, I, it just depends on on the content, you know, there's no real no rhyme or reason to it. It just depends on how I feel about the content and the maximum number of reach that I want to make sure that that episode goes to. But anyway, uh, you're guaranteed a minimum of one per month on those. However, however, I've ju- I've created a way that works for me perfectly to. Uh, Make it to where people who pay ten dollars a month become a premium subscriber. We call them Plus members here. If you pay ten dollars a month, you get you get access to every single episode of every single podcast that I produce. All right, and so that's usually on average, it's between seven to fifteen brand new episodes every single week. Now the thing is, is you know you don't have to be interested in all the content. Um to be honest with you I think you know a lot of people would agree with this I believe that podcast answer man even though it's free I think this podcast here is worth 10 bucks a month alone in fact I think it honestly I think it's worth quite a bit more I've been you know I've had several people who suggest to me that you know you should turn podcast answer man into a premium show and you know charge 50 bucks a month for it and I'm like nah, no it's it's not the business model for me uh podcast answer man for the long for as long as I can see into the future is going to be for free but uh, there are other things that I work on and stuff like that and I, you know I always keep my eyes open and 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 open to suggestions and ideas but for right now I it it's worked for me uh, to have this episode be for free however um this ten dollars a month my goal was event initially when I started podcasting as a career my goal initially and it's still my goal today uh, is to wear one day, uh, it would be a, it would be a dream come true if one day i would be willing i would be willing to do content creation i would love to do content creation full time all week long as long as the i could find a way to make the content that i produce pay all the bills i and and the idea would be you know if i could get $10,000 a month income from my content uh, then I would be able to focus pretty much most of my time on cr- producing that content um, And that's where the idea of this plus membership came in And uh, I figured, you know, it's like I'll, I'll charge ten dollars a month for access to all of the shows And my goal is to get to 1,000 subscribers within five years Well, it's been just over two years now And I'm well over one third of the way there. I am, I I guess, is that 36.9% of the way there? Uh, But anyway, um, yeah, so I've got 369 plus members. And those people all have access to everything. And that's what plus membership is. And I want to let you know, if you're interested, I did a two-hour webinar session on how and why I did this. All the things that I learned about plus membership, uh, premium content, charging people, why I choose. I I go into a lot more detail of why podcast answer man's uh, available for free. There was a period of time when I actually tried to turn podcast answer man into a premium member only content uh, show where you only got one a month for free. And premium members got the rest and why it's now free all the time. What's happened as a result of that. Some of the feedback that I got from people when I first took all these podcasts that I used to give away for free all the time and then started charging for it. All of that's in there. Plus I show you not how to do it, but I actually show you how I do it and what software I use and how I manage all this stuff. And if you are interested If you're interested, this is available for purchase today. If you just go to, uh, I think it's podcastanswerman.com slash webinar. If you go to podcastanswerman.com slash webinar, and you'll see information in there about this product. Uh, It's called Behind the Scenes of How I Do Premium Membership. Now, I have not updated the site to where you can actually click to buy right from the site and then, you know, go through. But if you just if you decide that you want the product or any of the other products that I mentioned there, you can email me um, and then I can actually uh, send you the link to uh, access all the materials. I, I hope to get that site up to where you can just click the buy and and boom, you're on your way. Very soon. It's on. It's been on my. It's been on my outliner, my to-do list, uh, a couple of days this week. But my kids are on spring break, and I'm pursuing a balanced life, and life is good right now. The sun is shining, and I don't want to be behind my desk all day long. So I have not got around to it yet, but I will eventually. Anyway, so uh, you know, Ron, thank you for becoming plus member number three sixty-two. It's totally awesome. We're gonna move next to Andrew McGivern. He's got two questions for me and let's see what he has to say.
3: Hi Cliff, my name is Andrew McGivern and I'm calling from Vancouver, British Columbia. I've got a couple of questions. Uh, The first one, actually both of them uh, are for the podcast Answer Man, Uh, although they may apply to Social Media Serenity or Business Tech Weekly as well. And uh, now that I'm a Plus member, I should be able to listen to either one of those shows, if, if you decide it's better uh, for those shows. Uh, my question is, um, I, have a, I have a newsletter, an email newsletter, that uh, people can subscribe to on my site, foodsarenotdrugs.com. But due to time constraints, I'm finding it difficult to send out you know, newsletters on a regular basis. I know FeedBurner has a newsletter feature and I'm wondering if you would recommend using that. What, what are your thoughts on the pros and cons of doing, managing your own newsletter or letting FeedBurner automatically send it out from your, uh, your RSS feed? Um, just wondering what your thoughts are on that. And my second question is, is there a WordPress plugin that would allow you to link two separate WordPress installation comment sections together? For uh, like an example, this would be your gspn.tv uh, site has all your podcast uh, podcasts available there, but you also have Podcast Answer Man, uh, which has the same show there. So if I was to leave a comment on podcastanswerman.com for one of your episodes, on the same episode is it possible to have those comments automatically populate uh, in that uh, show. On the on on the other insulation, probably not because you probably already would have done it. But I just want just wondering if anybody's working on that, to your knowledge, or something's coming up. Curious. I'd like to like to have that functionality. That's it for now. And uh, I'll listen and see what you have to say. Thanks. Bye.
0: All right, Andrew. Thank you. Uh, and by the way, I guys, uh, at the very beginning, uh, thank you also, Andrew, for becoming a brand new Plus member. That's totally awesome. Uh, email newsletter abilities with uh, feedburner. Uh, first of all, uh, you know uh, these email subscription feeds uh, that are able to be done through feedburner, I think it's I think it's okay. Uh, it's definitely not a replacement for an email newsletter. Uh, I cons- I don't consider it to be a newsletter. I consider it to be a notification of an RSS feed update. Um, a little bit different. Um, here's the deal. I mean, obviously you can just do blog posts and, and, and podcast episodes and, and everything. And then of course, you know, you you publish to your site, it creates a new entry on your RSS feed and sure feed burner will blast it out to the people who are subscribed to your list. I think this is a very watered down approach to engaging with your, audience or your community or whatever you decide to call the people that you interact with around your show and around your brand. Um, I think it's very watered down approach to engaging one of probably the most efficient tools of, of effective marketing. Um, because here's the deal with, with, with a, with a, uh, feed burner email blast notification, uh, there's no ability for you to turn it off. Uh, So basically, let's just say you put out a blog post that's, you know, not, let's just say you decide you want to put out a series of blog posts. Uh, You want to put out five new blog posts today. Well, guess what? That's five emails in my inbox. Uh Uh-uh, buddy, I'm unsubscribing from you immediately. Uh, So you, you, you lose that ability. But not only that, but uh, you also are branding FeedBurner so so that when people start uh, receiving your updates via the RSS feed updates from FeedBurner, it's branded FeedBurner. FeedBurner logos all over it. And, and not to mention the fact uh, this is a Google product now. OK, FeedBurner owns Google or OK, wait, back up other way around. Google owns FeedBurner. And if you haven't been around the Web long enough, uh, then you might not know this. But Google and Aesthetics are, are oxymorons. Okay. Uh, they, they know ugliness. All right. It's simple, simple. Yes. Ugly also. All right. So, so, um, yeah, I, I, I don't like that. Here's the other thing. Um, there are some benefits of using a service like MailChimp. Uh, with MailChimp, you have the ability to and, and and aweber and and constant contact all those other places you have the ability to format beautiful m- messages I mean the even with the templates that are built into these services they look professional they they represent you well um, you can brand them yourselves it, it It's just a much more efficient tool, uh, not to mention the fact that you can actually see the number of people who are opening your messages, what they're clicking on. Um, I really want to encourage you. I really want to encourage you to consider the possibilities of what might be possible with you building a really good subscription uh, base to your newsletter and find find some ways of using that to really do some creative things. Uh, But but I'm not opposed to having the option for people to subscribe to your RSS feed via email. There are some people who would prefer to do that. They have no idea what iTunes is. I mean, by all means, give them the ability, the functionality. I don't know if I'd highlight it in the sidebar of my menus. Uh, but if you go to gspn.tv, uh, and you look at, um, if you go to gspn.tv, if you look at some of the weekly updates that, um, one of my community members puts out every week, it's a review of all the episodes that had been released from gspn, um, in the bottom of that post every week, she says, if you would like to subscribe to this via these updates via email, please click here. And then it takes them to that. Uh, but it's the only place i advertise the feedburner email subscription list but um anyway andrew that's that's my thoughts on on those uh, newsletter functionalities of of that um also you mentioned is there a plugin that allows you to combine comments from two wordpress installs and i i looked it up i was not able to find anything uh, the I, of course i use discuss for my commenting system but it's very site specific. So even though I post the same exact post to podcastanswerman.com and then a category of gspn.tv and also a category of gspn.tv slash plus access, it's all the same post, but they are three different comment fields. Uh, and I'm not aware of a way that we can actually get it to where let's just say if somebody on the who actually finds this episode on the gspn.tv site and leaves a comment where it will also put the comment on this episode on the podcast answer man site that would be totally awesome i would love that but no i don't know i don't know of it i if anybody else does i i invite you to give us a call let us know 859-795-4067 all right, and we have one more caller. This comes in from Tony DiLorenzo. Tony, take it away.
3: Hello, Cliff. This is Tony DiLorenzo with One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast here in San Diego, and this is for Podcast Answer Man. want you to know that uh, you got Elisa and I set up with our first podcast, One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast, and man, we are loving it. And as we get more into it, I think we got 15 episodes now. We keep thinking of ways to start other ones and a couple of ideas that have come to us is alisa doing one on her own and me doing one on my own and we enjoy podcasting so much but we're trying to figure out when to launch these um my intention right now is to have alisa launch hers first and then me after her but just want to get your advice on that cliff thank you very much for everything you do we appreciate it and i love podcast answer man take care bye
0: Tony, thank you so much for calling in. And uh, when should you launch your, 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 your next shows? Of course, that's, that's the thing. When you get into podcasting, um, you you get the bug. I know the feeling, trust me. I know the feeling of wanting to launch new shows. I'm going to say the same thing. You've heard it, you know, the longtime listeners of podcast answer, man, you hear me say this all the time and you probably get tired to hear me say it one of these days, but I always want to caution people against launching multiple shows. I just want to throw out a word of caution. Now, that, now here's the thing. I throw out the word of caution, but I am a total hypocrite, all right? I am a total hypocrite, all right? But do as I say, not as I do. Uh, just, just take this into consideration. I know that if I were to focus on four podcasts a week instead of having, you know, seven to 15 episodes a week, the the four or five that I did would be absolutely out of this world. I'd be unstoppable. But the thing is, I have so many different passions. Blah, blah I have a million ex- excuses as to why I'd like to do so, as many as I do. But here's the deal. Here here's here's what I'm gonna suggest. You you you've got one extraordinary marriage dot com with the podcast with you and your wife. All right. I know what your content is. I'm subscribed to your show and I love it. By the way. Uh, not only am I your consultant, I'm also your subscriber as well. Uh, But anyway, I, I do. I enjoy the fact that you guys come with a very fresh and open and honest conversation once a week about marriage and intimacy. And I really enjoy the way that you guys do this. Now, you're mentioning that you and Elisa both want to start your own shows. Where you can kind of bring your own deal. The question I have is: Would the subject matter be different? It, m- meaning, the topic, the the basic topic of the show. If the topic is still very much tied into the main focus of your of what your site is, of what your brand is, and it's not completely totally on a whole different atmosphere, uh, you know, not a t- completely different world, then my suggestion is to consider this. Consider this a weekly episode released on a recorded and released on one certain day of the week. And then you record another. Let's just say when I, I can't remember when you guys record and release, but let's just say you record and release a show every single Wednesday together as a couple. And then what if on Monday, Tony, you record and release a solo episode and then on Friday, Alisa records and releases a episode with her doing it solo, but you put it all in the same feed. The question I have to you is: the target audience the, is the target audience the same? If so, keep one single RSS feed. Is the subject matter related to where it can possibly make sense to keep it all under one umbrella? If so, keep one RSS feed. And then just let people know the new format is that this RSS feed, One Extraordinary Marriage, This has there are three shows a week. On Monday, you get a solo show from Tony. On Wednesday, you get a show with both of us. On Friday, you get a show from Elisa. And this is the f- new format of our show. The other thing here you have to consider is the amount of time and energy that podcasts take to produce it's something you can be really excited about out of the gate. But over time, you know, you got to ask yourself, do I really have the passion to take this thing to, you know, 50 episodes? If that's your desire. Now, there are some podcasts that I launch and I know for a fact I want to create 12 episodes and after 12 episodes, I'm going to be done. If that one's fine, if that's the thing, then you go ahead, you know, do whatever you want to do. Now, I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't start Two other RSS feeds. Let me tell you the benefits of keeping one is that if the the target audience is the same, I'm going to tell you right now, even if 100% of your community who are subscribed to your show as it exists today, even if every single listener was interested in hearing both of those other shows... Only sixty to seventy percent, and of course I have nothing to back this up. I'm totally guessing here, but I I bet you you do the numbers. If you were to launch it separately, I'm gonna guess sixty to seventy percent of those people will go and subscribe to one or both of the other shows. But. I guarantee you, I I I'd be willing to put money on it that you will not get all of your subscribers who are interested in all the content to go and subscribe to all the all the podcast feeds. There are some people like myself that don't like to have a ton of feeds in their iTunes. They'd prefer to consolidate. Uh, there are times, there are times when I have actually gone into this thing called Yahoo Pipes. And I've taken multiple different RSS feeds and I've piped them all down into one RSS feed so that all of the content that comes in from this genre that I'm interested in sometimes will come into one RSS feed. And I can actually tell it, say, listen, I only want you to keep the most recent four episodes. And if, it, if I haven't listened to it and a new one comes in, drop off the old with, oldest, oldest. And so there are people like us that are really obsessive, compulsive about the number of feeds that we're subscribed to. So just some thoughts there for you, Tony. But as far as when to launch it, if you're passionate about it, I I would suggest, I mean, here's the deal. Only launch a podcast when you can't think of not doing it. And if you can't think of not doing the podcast, then the time to start it was yesterday. Because if you wait till tomorrow, it ain't ever going to happen. And so those are my thoughts. All right. And so folks, that is this week's episode of the Podcast Answer Man. And I want to let you know, uh, there is a blog post. There is a blog post. If you have never considered writing a book, but thought that maybe one day you might, today may be the day that you start planning it. And you can even use outliner as a way to start outlining your outline for your book even. Uh, But anyway. If you go to podcastanswerman.com forward slash EPUB, EPUB is an open platform, open standard format for publishing your own eBooks. And I did a blog post, a rather lengthy blog post the other day on... I think it was yesterday on podcastanswerman.com on why I think now is the perfect time to get started on publishing your own ebook. And and I explained to you why millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of people now all have a device that if you were to sell that ebook off of your website with a little quick little drag, drop and drag into a program like iTunes, within seconds, it would be on their meet mobile device for them to read your ebook. You know, uh, eBooks have been around for a long time and they've all been, you know, kind of these PDF documents. And you know what? I've never really wanted to read a PDF document, Uh, not even on a a regular device. But I'll tell you what, this iPad and iBooks and and Kindle store and stuff like that, if it's formatted for my screen on my iPad, you better believe I'm going to read your book. And so, yeah awesome stuff. Again, if you want more information about it, including uh, some software that's linked to about how you can actually create one, uh, go to answerman.com slash ePub. And uh, finally, you heard me mention plus membership. Again, every single episode of Podcast Answer Man, all 155 of them so far, completely free, doesn't cost you a penny. But if you think the content's worth at least 10 bucks a month, why not head over to gspn.tv slash plus and become a plus member today. That'd be totally awesome. Anyway, God bless y'all. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, oh, one last thing. I'm glad I still have a one minute and eight seconds left in this little outro music here. Big deal here. You may never have seen an episode of the TV show Lost. You could probably care less about the TV show Lost. You probably never want to ever see an episode of the TV show Lost in your life. But that's not a problem. I still want to tell you, come to the gspn.tv community lost party. Why? Because I'm going to be there. Because other people in the gspn.tv community is going to be there. It's not just going to be Sunday a couple hours. It's a weekend event details are going to be uh, mentioned uh, in the website mentioned in the little promo I'm going to play. But all day Saturday, you want to come and talk to me about podcasting for free? <laughs> all day, all day Saturday, you can come and ask me out anything you want about podcasting. And I'm freely going to tell you anything you ever wanted to know. So uh, come to The Lost Party. Here's the details right here.
3: you followed the story. Do you think we crashed on this place by coincidence? You've listened to the podcast. It's destiny, and now it must come to an end. You and me are getting the hell off this island, but not before Cliff and Stephanie throw a Lost series finale party. Pack your bags. Make your reservations.
0: We're going on vacation, baby.
3: 5 p.m. Eastern, Sunday, May 23rd. The Lost series finale party. We need to get to the safe house. The party will be at a secure facility, but you must RSVP to get in. Open door! Don't miss the GSPN Lost finale party. It's your last chance. Well, thank God for second chances.
1: Sign up today at GSPN.tv slash lostparty.